every Friday night after the League of Ireland games, a place for you to come to give your opinion to Ben. There's a little button down on the left-hand corner where you can say that you want to talk. Catch League of Ireland late night, Friday nights at 10 on Twitter Spaces. Follow at Off The Ball. All right, you're welcome along. This Thursday's Off The Ball. Nathan with you until 10 o'clock. Hope you're keeping well. 53106, the text number at Off The Ball if you want to get in touch on social media. we got a packed show. We're going to be reacting to the disgraceful behaviour of the Atletico Madrid players. Lock them up. John Giles will give his thoughts from half past seven. We'll also talk about it on the football show. When Denise O'Sullivan is going to join us, had a brilliant game for the Republic of Ireland. Uh, Didn't get her on the ball as much as they would have liked, but every time they did, she was basically just chopped down by the Swedish players. Uh, They're all picking up yellow cards left, right and centre. So we're going to talk to Denise, uh, who is the real outstanding talent, I think, alongside Katie McCabe of Irish football right now. That coming up on the football show. And after eight o'clock, we're going to talk about the unusual going on at Tyrone, where the All-Ireland champions have lost seven members of their squad ahead of the start of the defence of their championship which in case you didn't know is happening this Saturday it's Easter weekend happy Holy Thursday Mick Holy Thursday is that where we are that's where we are where we are stations are across tomorrow Easter eggs bought Easter eggs bought well in advance this year I don't know what came over me but I'm like two or three weeks ahead of myself here well done yeah what's the Mick McCarthy favourite Oh, I don't know what I have. I'm talking okay. about buying them for no special requests in my life. No, 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 no. I wouldn't be worried about that kind of thing. No, now. no, me either. It has to be anything. It has to be a Cadbury one, though. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Hashtag Koi Gig. No. <laughs> yes, but also no. It's just <laughs> personal favorite. Personal. Yes. Um, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where to go with that now. Richie McCormick is with us. What did you ask me for that? I, I, I thought you might have had a favorite. I thought you might have had a favorite Easter egg. What's Richie? I do like an Earl Galaxy Easter egg as well. Galaxy's good chocolate, isn't it? Other brands also exist. They needed to bring out the cream egg with the cream egg inside the big Easter egg. Like, that's too much. That's that's too much. So, but they could bring a little spoon with it or something as a novelty. And you could scoop no. it out. So that'd, soon, that'd kill you. That would literally kill you. I'm soon to find out, Richie, because I didn't no cream egg, but my the right. request, the reason I was so far ahead of myself was because I did order... Uh, my wife a Skellig's chocolate oh, Easter egg oh, with that's fancy. solid You're egg you too with, much. with caramel inside it. Now it's not very big, but it's quite daunting. I'm scared to see what it's going to be like, like because that is insane. You can't have caramel inside an Easter egg. Oof, but I'll find out on Sunday. Stuff. Wow, you've gone all out this year. Well, I, I presume it wasn't a surprise. Ah, she won't be listening. <laughs> it's not a surprise now. Okay. It got delivered <laughs> to the house when I was at work. So. Right, oh, disaster. <laughs> Jeez, hand-delivered Easter egg. Hand-delivered by the postman, like. Wow, this is That's a wonderful thing. I am across the duns. Yeah, well, Letting there you go. slip. Richie? Yeah, it's, uh, where did I get mine? Um, <laughs> Super Value, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're so, all, not all of these are great places just to buy. This was the worst opening segment we showed, which is quite, <laughs> quite something. It turns out Easter eggs, not as exciting as I imagined when I started talking about it. What's your one? Well, my wife, uh, I saw it in the boot of the car, was a After Eights <laughs> Easter egg. Oh, no. Ooh. What? Oh, that's terrible. Why? I, like, I, I'm, I, I don't care what sort of Easter egg it is. You just want chocolate. But I presume the egg is going to be minty. And that's, I think, the key to a good egg. Yeah, I like, you know, a couple of the Cadbury's ones, but you want your Easter egg to be a little bit different from just regular egg. Because no. you're going to nick all your kids anyways. No. 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 Couldn't disagree more. Regular chocolate. Regular chocolate all the way. Wow. Mm. Turns out it You don't want a big giant minty egg. That's a lot of minty chocolate to get through. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's fine. I, I, I do I, stuff I, to your mouth. Texas in with your favourite Easter egg. What's the biggest Easter egg you've ever got? <laughs> Come on. Let us know. This is content creation right here. 
Wowzers. So, uh, Richie, how shocked and horrified were you by the events on the Wanda oh. Metropolitano last night? It was terrible, wasn't it? Won't somebody please think of the children? The Helen Lovejoying from uh, from Fletch and from Glen Hoddle last night was, and Rio. was, unbe- was unbelievable. And Rio. It was like... Like the the commentary like veered veered on talking about them continentals and the Latin temperament. Like that's where it was going. It was the kind of commentary that like buys the sun on its holidays and eats chips with every meal. Like it was just, it was ridiculous. There was a bit of a flare up towards the end of the game. The stuff in the tunnel. You're not doing the reverse of what they just did right there with that. What you're saying? What? Uh, Massive stereotypes of British people on holidays. (laughs) They're accurate. They're not stereotypes, really. Um. But no, it was it was it was it was it was shocking how shocked people were, um, because like the best thing you want is for people involved in the competition, if you're a supporter of a club, for them to care about whether they win or lose. And last night was the ultimate example of that. Was all of its stuff you want to see repeated? No. Uh, the line, uh, oh, this is the stuff we don't want to see, though, is absolute nonsense. Like, you do want to see a bit of this stuff. I really in like modera- In moderation, really like much like a minty egg. In but moderation, it's okay. It, it, there is that, and I, I'm guilty of doing it myself. When you see something happen on a football pitch that shouldn't happen, it's almost pre-programmed in you that you should say, oof. Like when a, uh, a, I was going to say a stalker, a streaker runs onto the pitch. <laughs> that automatically, automatically you feel the need to criticise the streaker. Yeah. When in reality... I call them an idiot. You've no idea what their mental, reality, mental acumen is. Who, you know, who yeah, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? But whereas I think automatically Fletch's instant reaction when the scrap started was nobody wants to see this and everybody's going, this is the only reason I'm watching. This is exactly why you watch Atletico Madrid. This is the payoff for watching the terrible football that Atletico Madrid play is the ability for it all to go apeshit. As Dion Fanning was on with us last night while all this was happening and it was like describing it as like a game at one shot on target while the other game on Liverpool had six goals. You know, it was so boring all the way through it and then all of a sudden Atletico started having chances and then they lost their minds. As soon as they figured out how to break down Manchester City they decided to self-sabotage it was incredible entertainment it was what everybody wanted to see Fletch though finished his commentary I I don't really agree with what he said but I have to say he delivered it really well when it was like full time whistling he goes and City are true to next round blah 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 and well done Manchester City I don't know how you did it <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Man City. I it's like when you go into when you're, I just are we not a little bit past the British, uh, uh, TV broadcasters cheering on the British teams? No, uh, are we not? I feel like <laughs> we should be. I feel should we? But the, we it doesn't be, that happen yeah. in every country. Yeah, but we're different. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because we're us. Why? <laughs> but uh, it just that last night that actually our city a British team anyway. That's what I mean. Like they're not like, like in so many different ways. But it, it did feel as though a narrative was created that was far worse than what actually happened and you could see that in the post-match interviews when they were talking to John Stones and John Stones almost seemed confused as to what the problem was it was we're playing Atletico Madrid away from home this is what they do this is what we expected one of their players was sent off yeah, for the incident so there was a a punishment a tap on the back of the leg like it was I really do think it was more self-sabotage than disgraceful. Like, it was this... When Felipe completely lost his mind and wasted three minutes of injury time when you're chasing game, fighting is sending off, and all this messing is happening, and Diego Simeone is in the middle of the pitch, whether he was playing Peacemaker or not. What, it was It was an insane sight. 
I don't think it was that like oh my god how are Man City putting up with this I don't really see where that uh, angle has come from you wouldn't want to watch it in every single match not all the time not all of the time but like it is part of the drama of the knockout stages that Atletico this is what you get with them you get the little bit of niggle that builds and builds and builds and eventually just boils over but everybody's going to move on quite quickly like nobody got seriously hurt not even in the tunnel where as we all know when it goes into the tunnel you can get seriously hurt very quickly like it was just a great thing yeah it was we've had a good Champions League week I would say I definitely oh, don't is know there, if is we there need a bad, to be such a thing as a bad Champions League week yeah, when it comes to the knockout stages, stages. Right. Group stages. When it comes yeah. to the second knockout legs stages. are fantastic though and look it continues to deliver uh, and I don't know if we need to uh, spend the Thursday after a brilliant week uh, shaking our fist because of disgraceful scenes the uh, away goal when UEFA made the decision Richie to get rid uh, caused mm. a lot of controversy and that this was going to have a massively negative effect on the Champions League it feels as though it's had the reverse effect because you look at the position that Chelsea were in going into their game at Real Madrid where if away goals were still in effect they would have had to score what three yeah where actually going there they only had to score two and it was a much more realistic proposition so were you for right I know we're not meant to no it was right. it was an example of why it might work I would say rather than necessarily it's an example of the good side of it of what Wasn't might ultimately not be a great favor. decision yeah. uh, 53106 is the text number if you were offended it does feel you know when somebody if curses on British you know when somebody curses on British TV and automatically <laughs> the apology comes and everyone gives out about the apology even though I think it's the Ofcom regulations uh, that yeah. if there is any bad language you instantly have to apologise or you're going to be fined uh, that when there's a scrap on the pitch you automatically have to apologise almost to the viewers for it as Owen Sheehan was pointing out, what would Jake Humphreys have made of Mead against Mayo in the All-Ireland Final? Oh. And that scrap. I don't think he'd have been able to handle it. How would I, I would pay actual money to have Jake Humphreys watch that and see what he makes of it. Jake Humphreys, of all people, to, to watch me, the Mayo, or just watch Mick Lyons elbow people in the late yeah. 80s, early 90s. Like that, that's Colin Coyle's fist would have to be pixelated. Oh, that's gorgeous. Much like Jack Grealish's mouth. Proper order. Proper order. Who is, who's Lee McHale in all this? The innocent party who gets sent off. Damn right. Uh, I don't know. Not for right. I'm glad, that, I'm glad that that's still how you see it, Mick. No, no, no. Frank no, and no, Trim no. says, real question, will Liverpool or City go on and win the lot now? It's not, it's not a very exciting question, i got to be honest with you, Frank. Possibly. He, he never well. claimed it was Said there's a good question. chance of it. Certainly looks like there's a good chance of it. They have to go and win the FA Cup first. Well, uh, City weren't that impressive last night is the other thing that it did overshadow that like, Atletico Madrid should have won that game. It's actually a huge point and I was, I was kind of alluding to it earlier is like once Atletico really started press, pressing on them in like the second half of the second half I thought City looked really jittery and Pep Wade would have his Pep calls took off Kevin De Bruyne really early in the game the, you well, know, it seems he might have had an injury it does it okay right it didn't seem so at the time but he didn't limp he didn't hobble yeah. off but they just looked like Atletico looked like they could cut them open at will mm. they had some brilliant moves and then like 
after all the method, we forget that they missed a really, really good chance. Like, it was a decent save. It was the Suarez step uh, over ahead of that in injury time. And then there was the final kick of the game, essentially, that also was an unbelievable chance. And there was the chance before, uh, there was the chance uh, that Stones blocked as well. That was only a couple of minutes before the the riot, as we're calling it, I think, officially now, yeah. Those ugly scenes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the news round is brought to you with Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day. So 53106, the text number. I have had a text in uh, from my own mate in Ballyhonas, Seamus London, saying, only one word needed, lint. But I don't want to be demanding. I don't want to be demanding. No. Like, I wouldn't I no. say no to a nice like, lint Easter egg. Who would? Mick, Mick has a glint no, in his li- eye. Lint is good now, in fairness. That's a, if you're going to go fancy, I think Lint, lint has become a very good. everyday chocolate, though. Once upon a time, oh, well, it was, some a bit, was, you know, was a bit posh, wasn't it? S- some people, but now, Nathan, are, are more well-off than others, I would say. I was in a, a coffee shop earlier, and they were charging 80 cent per little lint ball. What have we become? The boom is back. 80 cent a ball. 80 cent a ball. Outrageous. Oh, 192 for diesel and 80 cent a, lin- a Lindor ball. What next day? Eh? Uh, so Richie, we're going to get into the news round. Would you believe it? Uh, the Nations Boy. League. There's been a lot of confusion, and uh, actually, it's worked out uh, quite well in that it seems the four games are going to be able to take place in June. Yeah, it's still going to be a, uh, a busy uh, Nations League. Actually, before that, because I didn't have this in the script, uh, so I'm going literally going off script for the moment. But this has just ended. There was a 53 minute media call involving Tyson Fury and Dillian White promoting their heavyweight title contest on April 24th. That has just ended. 53 minutes. Uh, it was all online calls conducted via Zoom, it seems, and obviously waiting rooms applied and all that kind of thing. Uh, zero questions about Daniel Kinnett. Oh, my God. 53 minutes. Zero questions. The likes of Matt Lawton, uh, Al, uh Rabai, and uh, there are others in there as well who were Kevin Ioli is another one who was looking to get in, weren't allowed in. No questions. Okay. 53 minutes about yeah. Mr. K. Kieran Cunningham, who was on the show on Wednesday night, uh, obviously talking about this whole thing, tweeted this morning or yesterday that he had been looking for accreditation for, I'm not sure if it was the fight or the press conference, and just wasn't getting a reply. You know, so this is obviously the ang- uh, the you know the method they're going with. Fair enough. Just put the head in the sand for the next 10 days, get exactly. through this fight and like, worry about it then. I just think... I don't know. I feel like has the horse not bolted here? Do you not have to address this and come out and like we heard Matchroom obviously have had a couple of interviews where there's been questions and there's been a very much a party line of Matchroom, Matchroom obey the law in and in all times and will continue to do so. And I'm not saying any more at this moment. You know, I'm obviously paraphrasing there, but it's very it's it's along those lines. So, you know, that's that's what they've gone with here. Um, but I just think that. I don't know. Look, I mean, we're not going to be moralizing here, but you know, you feel like you just owe it to the sport to at least address it in some way. We've gone too it's far. It's moralizing now. at this stage. You know? It's actually moralizing at this stage to expect this. Yeah. Well, I suppose I, I, I maybe I'm saying that I shouldn't be expecting, uh, you know, a moral response from the world of boxing, but you know. I just don't. I I just don't think it's going to go away and have as many defenders, especially on mm. the other side of it, telling us all to shut up as it has done in the past. You know, but look, if they're getting away with fifty odd minute press conferences with no questions about it, with whatever way they've organised it, then you know they're they're they'll probably be happy with that. You'd expect uh, it won't be the moral side as well that will win out. It'll be the practical side from Tyson Fury and from boxing as to how they respond to this. Like, yeah, with that's, the sanctions that's, that are in place. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. It's like, you know, it's almost, it has to be responded to now whether you, you know, think 
<laughs> whether you think that taking a moral stand is important or not it's kind of gone mm. beyond it yeah uh, why are you normalising Atletico Madrid for years they have brought the game to disrepute Simeone and his team are happy to win by cheating ah, because we need different types of teams sometimes we don't actually want them to win anything but they're a good crack along the way I'm like. not convinced that by cheating in football even diving I'm never fully convinced it's cheating like, it can't be that premeditated okay maybe it's so regular with Atletico Madrid a decision has been made before the game that we are going to try and con a referee but okay. like, is that is it what, is Atletico it more Madrid cheating than breaking uh, financial fair play rules well absolutely and not absolutely it's not and also like the criticism say of Savage for the headbutt is that cheating like headbutting no. somebody isn't cheating it is on it's camera VAR can see it if VAR didn't take action that's not the fault of Savage it's the fault of VAR like, well, it you is, shouldn't be headbutting lads. you shouldn't be headbutting somebody but it's not cheating well, either way, like, I mean, you're getting caught up in pedantics here. Like, you know, I don't There's think... There's nothing we, pedantic about it. It's like, how is it cheating? How is headbutting somebody cheating? There is a punishment within the game. There is a punishment within the game for exactly that. The yeah. fact it wasn't handed out... There's also a punishment within the game for pushing somebody in the back in the penalty area that was ignored by both the referee and uh, VAR uh, late in the game. Another chance that could have happened. Now, does Atletico Madrid's messing... Uh, hurt them in some ways like as in like without a referee being biased or anything like that they're human beings and if you're an asshole to them for 90 minutes you know they're kind of just going to be more inclined to think oh that's just a dive Mm. or so on and so forth you know whereas I think that was a penalty I'm surprised VAR didn't look at it but you know it doesn't always work in their favour either so Lads, you're full of it now. Get real. How are referees to manage this crap? Is this to now become the norm? Grow up and report responsibly says Connor Clark. Listen, we're not saying in the Phoenix Park that this is how any team should behave and I don't think it is by watching Atletico Madrid but it's a very different scenario because there's cameras absolutely everywhere so they're pushing it to the limit like Stefan Savage didn't give away a single free kick in either leg not one not a single free kick and he's been put up as the villain here because of he tried to push Phil Foden who Phil Foden was Phil Foden was trying to cheat the referee he's rolling back onto the pitch when he's off the pitch injured yeah, you won't hear BT talking about that. <laughs> Atletico shithousery isn't as good or as successful as previously. Time for Simeone to bring it to the Premier League. And they won the Liga there. last year. Like this, like this, they're currently Liga champions. I think people are kind of uh, forgetting that a little bit. They're not having a good season at the moment. Uh, you know, it wasn't the strongest La Liga of all time. The two powerhouses kind of collapsed in spectacular fashion. But at the same time, you know, it's not as if uh, Diego Simeone is living on past glories here. Oh, somebody has to bring him to the Premier League because the outrage levels the Premier League Nobody won't be able to cope with enough. the outrage levels uh, I think there is room for a savoury Easter egg solidified compressed Bisto gravy and two pepperoni bars <laughs> I wouldn't buy it myself but I think it could make a profit says Mike Jesus Christ that sounds like hell what kind of sick individuals have you got out there <laughs> that is outrageous that's unbelievable where did the pepperoni come from? That's because it's stick-like. You need a kind of a bar equivalent. Yeah, yeah. Pepperoni is like dog food, isn't it? <laughs> We're not getting sponsored. I, 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 yeah, I certainly wouldn't like to endorse that if anybody from the company is listening. <laughs> Richie, let's get to the Nations League. 
Yeah, the Republic of Ireland's opening game of the Nations League is now going to be away to Armenia on June the 4th. Stephen Kenny's side were supposed to open at home to Ukraine on that date, but the change has been made to facilitate Ukraine's rearranged World Cup playoff with Scotland. After the trip to Yerevan, Ireland will have home games with Ukraine and Scotland before a June 14th game with Ukraine to be played at a yet-to-be-determined venue. Yeah, hopefully uh, Ukraine are in a position by then to be able to play these games, which is the other side and other bridges that will have to be crossed between now and then. There is a lot of live football tonight. Conference League, Europa League, Richie. Yeah, into the final 10 minutes in Eindhoven in the Conference League quarterfinal second leg there. It's now PSV 1, Leicester 1. Leicester have equalised in the past few minutes through James Madison 1-1 on uh, aggregate there at the moment. Elsewhere in that competition, Bodo Glimt take a 2-1 lead to the Stadio Olimpico as they face Roma. Marseille hold a 2-1 advantage over Pauk going into their second leg in Thessaloniki. And it's 3-3 between Slavia Prague and Feyenoord before they even kick a ball tonight. In the Europa League, it's currently Atalanta nil. Orbi Leipzig 1 in Bergamo so the Germans will go through 2-1 on aggregate as things stand at 8 West Ham are hoping to reach European semi-final for the first time in 46 years they're tied at a goal apiece with Lyon going into their second leg of the Europa League quarterfinal in France Rangers entertain Braga tonight needing to overcome a 1-0 first leg deficit and Barcelona and Eintracht Frankfurt are tied at a goal apiece several thousand Frankfurt fans by the way have got tickets for that game at the Camp Nou so it should be lively I'm not going to read out Owen's text because I can't endorse violence, but he is suggesting that Stefan Savage wouldn't take kindly to a Easter egg that is after eight. <laughs> after eight or gravy. <laughs> gravy. Well, certainly not gravy. That's an outrageous. Solidified you know. Bisto <laughs> and pepperoni. How does a mind even concoct I can't that? get my head around it. Richie, I'm, uh, Arthur's giving me uh, daggers. We've got about 40 seconds, so run us through a couple of other stories. Leinster making three changes for tomorrow's Heineken Champions Cup last 16 second leg with Connacht having been cleared to play Jameson Gibson Park replaces Luke McGrath at scrum half in the front row Andrew Porter and Ronan Kelleher come in for Keane Healy and Dan Sheehan one change as well for Connacht Kieran Marmion is out Quail and Blade is in that two at scrum half and the GA and GPA have held what they've collectively described as a productive meeting this morning Intercounty players have been engaged in a media blackout as they seek a return to pre-pandemic levels for their expenses the body say a framework has been put in place for further talks which will take place over the coming weeks. Uh, Shane Lowry's flying in the golf. Uh, he is, yeah, and is uh, and so is uh, Graham McDowell. Both are in the clubhouse on five under par, just three shots off the lead following respective opening rounds of 66 today at the RBC Heritage. Cameron Young, the American, is the clubhouse leader at the moment. He is in the clubhouse on eight under par. He shot a 63 today at the American. All right, Richie, great stuff as always. Nice and lads, enjoy your uh, best for Ami eggs. Uh, we will and my after eight egg I will absolutely enjoy it and what other I'm talking before the break way. to a man who's been doing research Ooh. on vegan diets for dogs and a bit of your the best of news talk whoa oh went a little bit crazy there <laughs> I feel like much like this news round uh, <laughs> Tom Dunn just coming in about what's happening on the show I think it could be an way. added uh, little treat um, technical gremlins I, I think they call that uh, where <laughs> random people just come in talking in the middle of our show they have to say Tom, in his two seconds there, has already spoken more sense than has been heard be on Off the Ball so far. Be that. Tiger Woods is coming, by the way, to the JP McManus Pro-Am at Adair Manor. And just to be clear, the Golf Weekly crew are free and available for the Pro-Am segment of that, Mick, uh, just to get that out there good and early. Uh, you're going to be back, back Roadshow coming this oh, summer. Oh, that'll be glorious. Golf Goodness. Weekly wow, venues near that'll you. That'll be glorious. Uh, you're going to be back after 8 o'clock with us, Mick, but uh, up next is John Giles.